Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the most overlooked digital marketing strategy. When we think of digital marketing, for a lot of us, we think of social media. We think about what's happening on Instagram, if we still want to use Facebook, maybe LinkedIn, TikTok, some other area that there might be new noise and conversation happening. We think about what ads we might want to run or if we're going to increase our SEO or we're going to start a Google AdWords campaign. But time and time again, with the hundreds of businesses I've worked with over the years, I find that the most overlooked digital marketing strategy is, in fact, email marketing. Email is an owned platform. You own your email marketing list and your ability to connect one-to-one with the subscribers on your list is not limited by an algorithm. Yes, I can see that there is a an inbox visibility issue. There, there is a lot of noise in the inbox. But when you send your email at 3.02 p.m. on a Thursday, it will arrive in the inboxes of your subscribers within, you know, 10 to, to 15 minutes. It won't matter if they've opened your email before. It won't matter if a whole bunch of other people email at the same time that they're more engaged with that then you won't be seen. It won't cost you more to deliver that email today because other people are wanting to deliver an email. The cost stays the same every single time you email that database. It's an owned list that you are in control of. You are in control of how it's going to look in terms of what you're going to design in that email, the the format, the content that you think your ideal client will value as opposed to what a platform may be demanding of you to create. And it's an opportunity to nurture a real community that have opted in more so than a a social media like, um, more so than an engagement with an ad in a moment. These people have given you permission to have a one-to-one relationship to them. So the strengths of your email marketing strategy within your overall digital marketing strategy can't be underestimated and it can't be overlooked. We obviously within email now have the ability to automate and have what we might call nurture series or sales series or, or different email funnels. And this is where we put time into designing a series of emails that will take a customer on a journey. Now, that journey might happen before they purchase. It might happen after they purchase. It might happen somewhere in between inquiry and purchase, depending on your type of business. And putting that time, effort, and sometimes money into mapping out those automations and and structuring them and programming them in does mean you've got a a part of your email strategy that's locked away and performing for you that you're just going to need to check on the analytics of, tune up, 
look at um, how how bits are performing, find the find the loopholes, and and continue to optimize. And then over that, you have your your tactical emails. So whether that is a monthly communication, whether that is fortnightly communication, a weekly communication, whether that's campaigns around new releases and and around sales. Uh, key sales times right now as I record this we're coming into Black Friday um, we're in the middle of click frenzy and you know there's a lot of talk about that email strategy and how you know emails can help you maximize those key sales events more so than social media and without the cost fluctuations that ads are going to experience in those key retail times. So making sure that you have a real tactical strategy of your emails is is critical as well. So although I'm saying the most overlooked part is your, you know, email marketing, I think a caveat to that is growing the list. You know, often the list might grow organically through sales or through bookings, you know, you you record that contact with permission into your email marketing list. But we need to be always filling that email marketing list because as I've mentioned, the value that it has for your business is is huge. I have to say, working with some e-commerce brands, I'm seeing that for some lists, they can be emailed almost daily with, you know, in those key sales periods with different messages around the the key sale. And I'm seeing a consistent open rate. I'm seeing a consistent click-through rate. And I'm seeing the sales, you know, uh, within, say, five days of daily emails, I'm not seeing the drop-off by day five. So different people are engaging with emails at different times. And in, in some ways, it's like social media. We often think, you know, I shouldn't post too much. I shouldn't bombard my followers. But the truth is people consume things often when they're ready. You know, we know it's all too easy to delete an email from our inbox because we're super busy on Tuesday. And when it comes in, we just want that clutter out of our inbox. But if that brand emails us on Wednesday and we're having a bit of a quieter afternoon when that email comes in, that might be the one that we open. So that frequency is actually not as, uh, is more of a concern for us than it might actually be for our target market and, and for those that have subscribed to our list. So how do we grow subscribers? In your digital marketing strategy, you need to have a plan of what activities you're going to do in the in the month, in the quarter, in the six months ahead that's going to continue to build that, that list for you. So today I'm going to share with you three key areas you can focus on and, and really look to include in your strategy to grow that email marketing list. So the first area is the, the classic website, sign up to my newsletter, CTA or call to action. A few years ago, there was a real move away from the pop-ups and obviously the mobile experience of pop-ups can can be negatively impacted, uh, you know, and, and Google can, can sort of look down on you if your pop-up experience is quite negative for people, if it's too big, if they can't close it, if it pops up on every page, uh, those things that really frustrate our customer. But when it comes to sign-ups for the list, most pop-ups that I see uh, across the hundreds of websites that I touch, you know, within a month, I would say, 
you know, between one and 3% conversion to email sign up. Now, again, for a simple, you know, create it once and, and implement and, and ease of execution where the customer puts their email address in, it goes straight to your email management program and, you know, possibly you've got an automation that that welcomes them and, and delivers them on the promise for which they signed up for, you know, converting 1% to 3% of traffic into email subscribers with little to no effort to me is a no-brainer. So what pop-ups work best? Obviously, we see a lot of 10% off in the e-com space. Um, we have done tests and have seen that 15% off will give a little bit more of a spike. Uh, and, and again, it depends on your ideal client. It depends on your individual business. But, you know, 10% does feel fairly standard. So if you want to try push that uh, conversion rate of view to sign up, Experiment with different offers. You know, is there a, depending on your average basket size, you know, uh, is a $10 voucher still about 10%? And, you know, you could AV test, does your audience prefer a $10 voucher or do they prefer the kind of percent proposition? Um, so playing around with those, but certainly in that e-com space, uh, you know, the percent off sort of call to action works really well or also the you know the discount get you know the reward of a discount for handing over your email address and then probably in the the more professional services space or consulting spaces you know the freebie um the download my free ebook or uh you know get access to my worksheet um those sorts of freebies upon entering the website they do have quite a good conversion to uh, to handing over that email. So firstly, making sure if a pop-up feels right for you and working with your web developer to really execute it well, making it really easy to close, making it not persistent once it's closed, um, making sure when people sign up that it doesn't show to them again and making sure if someone closes it, you know, maybe giving them five days before it shows again. So again, it's not sort of the next thing they see the next time you visit the site. Um, you might also want to put one in the footer because sometimes we do close it and then we regret it later and we want that pop-up back. So, you know, having it somewhere else on the site that's accessible, uh, should someone decide later that they do want it, that they don't have to kind of hunt around to try and get it to pop up again. My second uh, key strategy for growing your list is it's a paid strategy, but it's actually using social media ads. So I've seen a lot of success in this space and uh, I, I guess quite a cost-effective cost per lead scenario on growing your list through ads. So there's a few different ways that you can explore this. So um, sometimes simply the CTA or the call to action of sign up to my newsletter, uh, you know, where I share my insights on X or where, uh, you know, my, my newsletter where my exclusive offers drop first. So the promise of future valuable content, sometimes that's enough. To, to drive newsletter signups. Uh, and that's pushing an ad to people that, you know, possibly don't follow your account. Um, and, you know, having a really dynamic image or a dynamic video and uh, the, the call to action copy really encouraging them as the action to sign up. 
Uh, the other one is a competition. So giving away, you know, a voucher. Uh, you might give away a, you know, a $50 store voucher or a $50 off a, off a um, consult voucher. Uh, and, and that is, again, in exchange for the, the email. And you would connect that to your email program so that then your email program delivers on that and, and delivers that voucher. And the other one is obviously, like spoken about with the website pop-up, is the freebie. So, um, you know, download my ebook, my worksheet, my recorded webinar, um, depending on your business and what that might look like. I'll go a bit deeper into that strategy to say the Facebook lead generation objective ads are actually working now more effectively than I've seen them work over the years. So it's an ad type that's been around probably for about seven years. Um, it's an ad type I've dipped in and out of because at different times it's been incredibly expensive. Right now, it seems to be a very cost-effective ad type to use. Um, I have a lead generation objective campaign at the moment that is for newsletter building and it's about uh, downloading a certain catalogue that a client has and we're getting about 90 or 80 to 90 cents per subscriber and how that's working from a mechanics point of view is the ad when served opens a form and the, the user can type in their details or Facebook will pre-fill what it knows. So it may pre-fill your name and your email address for you. Um, and in this case, you know, we've asked them their company name and their phone number. Now, when the user submits that, it goes into Facebook into a, a lead spreadsheet. And then we've connected that to MailChimp so that they automatically then receive a welcome email from MailChimp. So they're subscribed in that step from Facebook, subscribed into MailChimp, a welcome email comes out of MailChimp with the catalogue attached. So, uh, and we get a notification every time someone does it as well. So just a really seamless process to deliver on the promise of what they're signing up for, get them subscribed into your newsletter and reach your ideal client in a super cost-effective way. And obviously, with all the list building, you know, there's going to be dropouts and there's going to be people that unsubscribe down the track and you want to keep an eye on that to make sure you're not investing and then having a real transient subscriber base. So you'd want to make sure that your unsubscribe rates stay fairly stable. Um, but, you know, considering some always-on $5 a day sort of ad campaigns that are just targeting your list ticking over means that you're continually filling that funnel of contacts that you own and that you can market to. And then the third uh, sort of way to grow your email list is to just make sure you've got sign-up links everywhere that you might be engaging. So your email signature is a great place to promote if it is a newsletter that you send out regularly. So to promote that newsletter and have a link for them to sign up. Or if there is a freebie or there is some sort of opt-in benefit, to have that in your footer as well, where you kind of call out the, the benefit and then you have that link where they can visit your form, sign up, and then, you know, receive the, the 
freebie or receive the gift um, automatically through an automation. Remembering just in your own organic social media call-outs to talk about it from time to time. Um, we can't assume that everyone that follows us on social media, subscribes to our email, is completely dialed into everything we do. We also can't assume that they've seen all our posts because we know that that's near impossible. So, you know, having those um, call-outs regularly is not necessarily going to be seen by the same people all the time, but what it does mean is, you know, more opportunity to turn followers and fans into, you know, owned uh, owned assets within your email marketing list. And again, on that, if you say on Instagram, you use something like Linktree or Link in Bio, making sure on that, one of your uh, call to actions is, you know, sign up to my newsletter. And again, sign up to my newsletter to get if that's relevant for you or just sign up to my newsletter uh, with no promise, with no reward, um, depending on how you're structuring that within your business. So, um, yeah, looking for opportunity to continually have that call to action of sign up to my newsletter because that's going to give you a longer term relationship. So I really encourage you as you start planning your digital marketing strategy, perhaps for the the new year ahead or, you know, a quarter or a half that's coming is to really look at email marketing and how you are going to have email marketing underpin your broader marketing strategy month in, month out, how it's going to support your key messages, your key launches, your key objectives. And then within that, what activities are you doing week in and week out to consistently grow your email marketing list? I hope you found this podcast really helpful. I'd love you to reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram and on LinkedIn as Marianne Amy's. I'd love to hear your thoughts on growing your email marketing list and your experience with using email marketing in your broader digital marketing strategy. listening to another episode if you don't want to miss one make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app and if you love it be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence want more head to marianneamys.com to find out how you can work with me directly to reach out to have me speak at your event or to grab yourself some free resources